Welcome to the Love That For Us podcast. Come hang out with us as we explore a holistic approach to entrepreneurship, wellness, and navigating relationships in adulthood. We'll be getting vulnerable about life and dishing the business expertise we've learned along the way. Interviewing industry professionals, all while you get your weekly dose of girl talk and heart to hearts. We're your hosts, Carissa Emiko and Ashton Brooke. And this is the Love That For Us podcast. Welcome back, everybody. How you doing, Ash? I'm so good. How are you? <laughs> I'm so good. I like your tree. We can, we both have Damn. our trees in the background now. We're it's tree twinning. Tyler still hasn't put the Christmas lights up, which if you're listening to this, Tyler, the time has passed that I like gave you to put the up the Christmas lights. Yes, I'm dying. Same. I need there to be cheer Same. when I come home. You don't have Christmas lights either? No, they're sitting in a box. Oh, Tyler will get your shit together. We need <laughs> we're ready. the cheer. We're ready for the lights. Okay, today we're talking about mindset and Ashton and I literally love this topic so much. We've coached on it a ton. It's one of our favorite things to coach on because everything starts with mindset. So we're going to get into that in a couple minutes. We're going to do a really quick catch us up first and then get straight into mindset. So yeah. Ashton, catch us up. Okay, so in the last week... My big event was going to a Dallas Cowboys game with my dad. Um, my dad turned 60 in November, and he and I are both really big Cowboys fans. And we basically, I surprised him with a trip to Dallas to see them play. They played the Seahawks on a Thursday night, and we, oh my gosh, it was so fun and low-key scary because we've gone to a game in Dallas once before together, and we lost really bad. And I just, Wait, are you saying that's why it was scary? Because you were scared to lose? Yeah, honestly. I was like, what happened? Did you like, were no. you in a sketchy area? You're like, no, it was so scary that we would lose again. I just like, when, and I know you can't go to a game with the assurance that you're going to win and like, that's why you have fun. But I just needed, I needed a win. Like for a big event like that, his big birthday. Right, right, right. His 60th birthday, that would have... Yeah, that would have, it would have sucked been super if you sad. guys lost and it was on a that trip. Super close game. We pulled out the win, but it was like literally up until the last minute and a half. It was on. It could have gone either way. So, um, it was really really fun. And then we just hung out in the next the next day together until our flights um, in like Fort Worth and just spent time together. So it was super special. I loved it so much. That's cute. And it was just yeah. you and your dad, right? It was just the two of us. Yeah, no one else in my family are like Cowboys fans. So it's literally him and I. That's cute. Yeah. That's super cute. What about you? Um, okay. Well, when everyone will be hearing this episode, it will be Wednesday, but right now we're recording on a Monday, which is day one of this 75 self-love challenge that I'm doing. So you know 75 hard, right? Yeah. Okay. 75 hard Never is done it. horde. It's horde. Like, I, honestly, I want to do it one day. I think the point of it is more like the discipline and the mindset kind of like of yeah. it and habit forming. But I do think it's super intense. If you don't know what 75 hard is, it's like this challenge. It's super gnarly. It's two 45 minute workouts a day. One has to be outside. A uh, drink a gallon of water, read 10 pages of like a, a self, like a, what are those Self-help. books called? Like a I guess a self-help book. Yeah. Um, nonfiction. Wait, nonfiction? Mm. Fiction. Not a fiction, fiction book. No. Whatever Fiction's the one like is. made up. Thank you. Nonfiction. Wait, 
Are you sure? Yeah. Fiction is made up. Nonfiction would be like real life, like history or an autobiography or something like that. Or self-help is also considered nonfiction. Really, I'm really overthinking the fiction, nonfiction. Anyway, self-help. Self-help type of book. Yeah. There's other follow it's one of them's follow a diet like there's just some things I'd probably change about it anyway but I'm doing 75 self-love it's starting today this is my list are you ready drink water move your body get ready like get ready for the day whatever that means to you take your supplements mirror affirmations gratitude one page of journaling meditating 10 minutes start and end the day with no phone and sit outside in the sun which as I'm saying that list it kind of sounds long but those things don't take a lot of time and a lot of them I can have it stack. So I actually don't really feel overwhelmed by the list mm-hmm. currently. Um, but I've just kind of been in a mental funk. Like I need a mental health reset. I've gotten really out of my like habits that are, I know just make me better and show up better mm-hmm. in the world. And I've really gotten out of those habits. So I'm really doing this as just like I love myself. If I mess up one day, as in like I don't do them all, I'm not hard on myself. It's fine. In 75 hard, you literally start over if you mess up one day. We're not doing that with 75 self-love. It's just a guide, a guide of like these things that I really want to prioritize in my life that I know I feel really good when I'm doing them. So today is day one. So you can keep us updated as you go along. So I'll keep you updated, but it's 75 days. So that's a while and I feel excited about it. Yeah. Good. Love yeah. that for you. Thank you. <laughs> okay. All right. So go for it, Ash. Well, Chris has said we love this topic. We think it's so important because whether you're in business or literally just a human on this planet, we know how important mindset is to your personal and professional success. Like it's really the foundation that's laid for everyone across the board. So we think it's just one of the first when it comes to like business topics that we share and teach on here on the podcast. We know that this is like one of the first ones we wanted to hit on. Um, Yeah. So we are just going to dive in and kind of just, I guess, go back and forth to things that like we have learned, we've read, we've taught, um, and then also things like we've applied for ourselves. Um, But yeah, the first one is just going to be the power of your mind because our mind is so such a powerful place and space. And we want you to sort of view your mindset as a muscle. This is something that you might not feel really strong in right now. That's okay. Um, Day one of going to the gym, you don't feel really strong either, but you are going to work that out and you're going to grow that muscle and strengthen it. And it's the same thing with the way that we approach mindset and strategies behind mindset. You're going to get better at it. So always view it as a muscle and give yourself grace through the process, um, you're in control. The, the cool thing here is like you are the one and only person who gets to control your mind. Um, but it's really important to not be a victim of your mindset either. Like I think a lot of people struggle with that victim, just slipping into a bit of victim my ta- my, oh, mentality with mindset issues because yeah. it's just more comfortable to be a victim and be like, well, I have this up against me. I have that going not going for me. And we want to push ourselves, push you guys out of that mind, uh, that mindset of, uh, you have too many things stacked against you to be successful and overcoming that victim mindset to what if you overcome this and what if you overcome the challenges you have in front of you, like what's available to you on the other side 
of that growth and that process. Um, Carissa, you and I also, before we like keep going, love to talk about the the science behind our mind. And I think you and I have both studied this a lot. Um, do you want to share like what we know about our brain? Yeah. Okay. So our brains are malleable. Like our brains can change, right? I'm actually thinking of this section of our podcast with um, Stephanie Somatics, where she talked about being able to actually change your mind, like little um, grooves that a marble can go down. So if you haven't listened to that episode, go listen to that episode. But basically, like we have the power to literally change our mind. And that's why we're not a victim of our mindset, like Ashton was just saying. And a huge part of this, I would say, I also just want to start with this as we're listening, as you listen to the rest of this podcast, is self-awareness and also so much self-compassion for what you discover through your self-awareness. Like if you listen to this podcast and you're like, well, shit, my mindset sucks. Like that's okay. It's okay. You're by listening to this and by becoming self-aware of the patterns of your mind, now you're in a position where you're empowered to change it. Where before, if this is information that you just didn't know, then maybe you wouldn't take the steps to better your mindset. So if you're listening to this and you're like, wow, I really need to improve that area or I can see how this like fixed mindset or scarcity mindset I have is negatively affecting my life, just like give yourself a little hug and Mm -hmm. it's okay. And like the good news is with the science, like you literally can change your mind. You might have been taught through your family or your environment or your caregivers to have a fixed mindset or to have a like negative lack scarcity mindset. And a lot of those times, like, I mean, that is the pattern of your brain right now. How you view the world, your belief system is what you were raised with. And I think as we become adults, we have to deconstruct a lot of that and figure out what what we want to take and leave and who we are ourselves. And when it comes to this mindset, um, that basically like because it's a muscle – the more you practice it, the more it actually changes mm-hmm. to where your go-to mindset can actually completely switch from a negative one to a positive one. But it is like a muscle. You have to practice it. You have to go to the mindset gym, so to speak, mm-hmm. and do reps. You have to do it over and over and over again to actually strengthen it. And you're actually able to create new neural pathways in your brain. And this is the literal science behind it is um, your neurons learn to fire in kind of the quickest like path of least resistance, right? So for example, if you have a negative mindset around money, when the conversation of money is brought up and maybe you have a very like lack mindset around money, like you don't have enough. Well, when someone says like, hey, yeah, there's this really fun concert I want to go to on Friday. Do you want to come? Well, when your system hears the like even maybe the word money or the concept of money, your brain's because you have a lack mindset around money, your brain is going to fire so quick to, I can't go, I don't have enough. Like Mm -hmm. it's going to get there so quick because it's fired that way so many times. And that's how the neurons in your brain work. And to switch that, you literally have to, in that moment, catch yourself, kind of speak back to yourself and fire a new neural pathway that your brain, your brain's going to be like, this feels weird Mm -hmm. because it's literally a new neural pathway that you don't usually fire and you fix it in that moment. Well, the more you fire that one by literally consciously deciding to believe that or change your mind, that new neural pathway gets stronger and stronger. And so we're actually able 
to literally change the way our neurons fire in our brain, in our thought processes, processes, <laughs> processes. So that's really freaking cool. And mm-hmm. again, if if this is all new to you or you're just like, I want to form new neural pathways to give me a better mindset, self-awareness and self-compassion. Like be so easy on yourself in this process because when you come to the place of having the self-awareness where you're like, oh, I just noticed that thought that I want to change, you can't then shame that thought and like get upset at yourself and mad at yourself. Like you have to just look at that thought and be like, that thought used to serve me. That thought's here to protect me. Like, thank you thought, but we don't believe that. And Mm -hmm. you create a new one. And it just has to be this like grace-filled compassion towards yourself through the process. So that's a little bit about the science, quick little science lesson Mm -hmm. on how you can literally change your mind, which is so cool. And I hope you feel empowered by that because that like we're sitting here telling you right now, like you can literally change this. You don't have to have this kind of like negative mindset towards anything. You literally can change your mind over time. So, um, okay. There's a couple different types of mindsets that we want to talk about today. The first one is growth mindset versus fixed mindset. So do you want to explain those, Ash? Do you want me to explain them? Yeah. So one of the books that I've read for this specific topic is by Carol Dweck, and it's literally all about this concept of growth versus fixed. Like basically our brain exists in these two spaces. Um, And by nature, because our brain's job is to protect us at all cost, it is naturally very negatively, like it leans negative because it's looking for danger. And I think it's important to know this about our brains because like Chris has said, we want to have compassion. We want to have awareness and honestly, just to thank ourselves, like thank our brain for doing its job when it's looking for negative things to be aware of. But Um, with that comes uh, a lot more effort involved to not be so negatively, um, I don't know what the word is. It's just like instinctively negative maybe, um, toward your outlooks on certain situations or your business or family stuff. Um, so your brain is probably a little bit more in a fixed mindset by nature because it is just comfortable Um, And it uses less energy, honestly, when it's in a negative or fixed mindset. So a fixed mindset is essentially like the thought process or like conversation in your head, such as you already possess the skills and knowledge like you're ever going to have. Like you only know as much as you're ever going to know for the rest of your life. Or you've convinced yourself that you can't succeed even if you haven't even tried something yet. Like you are already there and you're already fixed right where you're at. Like you're not really going to go anywhere versus a growth mindset, which is going to tell you that you can learn anything that you want. You can develop any skill that you set out to develop. And so those are like the two narratives going on in growth versus fixed mindset. And a similar, um, similar phrases that you might hear is also like scarcity versus abundance mindset. Um, obviously fixed is the same as scarcity and growth is the same as abundant. Um, so you might view business like this. You might have a lot of fear behind business decisions and a lot of scarcity mindset behind some of the choices you have to make 
when you're running a business or starting a business or just trying something new, you might have like the scarcity mindset of like, well, what if I don't make my money back? What if I completely fail and go bankrupt or totally flop and everyone sees me just crumble like online because my my business is put out online or your scarcity mindset could be like, I can't afford to do that. Like I have other bills that I have to pay or like, what if this just doesn't work for me? It's not worth it. All of those things are categorized in the narrative of scarcity mindset instead of choosing an abundance mindset, which is going to say things like, what if I find out how my business succeeds when I start? Or Mm -hmm. what if I make back 10 times the amount of money I invested in the beginning of this business? What if I can't afford not to try because there's so much that I might have success with? And what if I view failure as just like lessons to learn along the way and not this like epitome of like doom over my life in the future? So I think it's important to know what are the natural things that your brain is telling you? What are the natural thoughts you're having about your business? Or um, it could be relationships. It could be anything that when you stop and pause and ask yourself, what are my beliefs about that? And then categorize it as, is this scarcity or is this abundance? Is this growth or am I stuck in a fixed mindset where there is no opportunity to move forward? Right. I want to give like an example too of that growth first fixed because you can identify this in yourself with how you believe about yourself, but also you can identify this with what you believe about others' success as well. So let's take like basketball, for example, like you could see somebody like really good at basketball and you could look at that person and think, I could never be like that. That person was born with these natural skills of like that person's just so good and I can never get there. So what you're believing is in fixed mindset for both you and that other person. You're saying that person already had those skills and that's why they're so good. And I can't get there because I just don't have those skills. So because you believe that, are you going to try and be better? No, because you believe that you don't have it and they have it, right? As opposed to looking at that person and thinking, wow, that person worked so hard to get to where they are. That person must practice every day to be that good at basketball. I can do that too. Completely different, right? So I think you could see somebody, maybe you're like scrolling on Instagram and you're like, wow, she's so lucky, right? Like, no, actually she probably worked really freaking hard to get where she was at and you're not seeing the trial and error of that process. And so you can even see that if you have that thought come out, wow, they're so lucky instead of saying like, you, that's one of those thoughts you can even stop and change. Oh, wait, no, she's not lucky. She worked really hard. And those are those like little changes that you make to be able to change your mind on what you believe about success or how you achieve something or what's coming to you in your life, right? So growth, that's like a little bit of growth versus fixed. And then I think too is scarcity and abundance. Scarcity asks what's the worst that could happen and abundance asks what's the best that could happen. Obviously, those are two completely different answers, like two completely different answers. And I love the question, what's the best that could happen? Because you don't usually hear that. You usually always hear people like, what's the worst that could happen? As almost like a go for it, whatever. What's the worst that could happen? When like really, if you just settle into what you feel when you're like, what's the best that could happen? You just like are like, whoa, like what is the best that could happen? Mm -hmm. Like now I'm able to just dream really big and see all the good possibilities that could come to me from this risk or this business risk or decision 
um, and you're then open to those possibilities instead of always just acting and moving in a way to try and not let the scary bad things happen to you and it completely changes the way you approach your entire life and don't you think those thoughts like have to be producing like more serotonin more dopamine in our body because it's like whoa like imagine if like this happens and that gets really exciting and your brain and your body start to be like motivated and inspired and like what a what a cool place to work from and it's not natural and it does take like that conscious effort but like we're talking about like growing that muscle like let your brain let your imagination run and watch that like serotonin hit and like excite you and inspire you because you want to work from that place, not from this like clenched place of like fear or doubt or worry or comparison, which I think is eating alive people's mindset. Like we're just online looking at people's comparison or sorry, comparing our, we've talked about this and I think the messy action episode, like our step one to their step 10. And then we've determined that we can't do it because they've had all the success and they have all these things like lined up. Like you and I hear this a lot. People will be like, I don't have enough followers to like do what you guys do. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's just not like a plus B doesn't always equal C with like followers and success like that's not true and also we started at zero we we both everyone you're looking at has started from something right uh, from nothing and grown it into something (laughs) so (laughs) got that mixed up um so I think just like check yourself like that comparison is going to be like the biggest roadblock for you probably if you're someone like me in your own mindset. Like I will look at someone else's success and be like, that's so cool that like they have that. And that just is so natural for them. And I've just, I've stuck myself in a fixed mindset of like, I guess that success isn't for me, or I guess like that journey can't be my own. And it's, it's not the muscle we're trying to flex, um, when moving forward and like making progress in, in our businesses. Okay. So let's talk about like, what people can do, what are these like self-awareness practices to where people can start to change. Um, I feel like because – okay, so once you get this awareness piece and you honestly are surrounding yourself with people that care about mindset, you're like reading articles, watching content, like reading books that are about this, like it, it's in more of the forefront of your mind. The, it's on the front burner, so to speak. Front burner. <laughs> there the she is again. Burner, not the back burner. <laughs> um, and I like, this is what I do for myself. And this is what I teach people to do is just like find, there's a little flag. You have a little flag in your mind. You can make it whatever color flag you want it to be. Mine is like a little yellow flag that just pops up. And I I have this physical symbol in my mind because I really do think it helps me. Like I've attached this symbol to this like little mindset catcher of like, oh, wait, that's not true. Like that's fixed mindset or oh, wait, like that's scarcity mindset. And that to me has become kind of just this like, almost playful, like less serious way to catch myself in a a negative thought process or a fixed mindset that's trying to protect me from something or scarcity. Like this little flag just pops up and I'm able to just 
take a moment and stop and like consciously change my mind, right? So anytime I have anytime you are saying the words not I don't have enough blank right there 100% you're in scarcity mindset. And you might be like, "Wait, Krista, I actually don't have enough time to XYZ." And I'm I call bullshit. <laughs> and the reason I call bullshit and it's hard because it's like I'm not you and you might be a single mom with three kids and feel like there's no way you can tell me that I have the same amount of time as that 21-year-old single college girl or whatever. And I'm like, okay, yes, sure, that's true in like the amount of maybe tasks you feel like you have to complete in a day. That's still not an excuse. And the reason I say that is because I know people in that situation that still prioritize and make time for the things that matter to them. And that's the truth is you're going to make time for the things that matter to you. So even if you're saying, I don't have enough time, what are you really saying? If you're like that single mom with three kids, you're saying, well, my day is filled with taking care of them and making their lunches and get like, whatever, that's fine. That's, you're still choosing that. And that's still like how you're choosing to prioritize your time. So the change there isn't necessarily like, I have all the time in the world because that might not feel true to you, but the change isn't, I don't have enough time. And from, I don't have enough time to, I choose to prioritize my time with my family or I choose to prioritize my time with my kids, right? Um, What that does is it rewires your brain to understand that every moment of your life that you spend is a choice. You're not a victim of your time. And when you say, I don't have enough time, you're a victim of your time. There is a pile of time and there's not enough for you to do what you want to do as opposed to this everybody has 24 hours in a day, what are you going to choose to do with it? Like that's to- that's that's your choice. Like no matter what, you're choosing to do what you do with the 24 hours in your time. If you're a student, you're choosing to go to school. If you're a parent, you're choosing to parent. If you do business, you're like you're choosing every second of your day. So you're not a victim of it. And it's little changes like that where you're able to catch yourself. Okay. It's not that I don't have enough. It's that I'm choosing this. Or mm-hmm. if you're like, oh, same thing with knowledge. People are like, oh, mm-hmm. I just don't know enough about this. It's like, well, who go learn like, it. Go learn it. Like not, I don't want to sound like harsh and be like, well, whose fault is that? <laughs> but like that's, and it, It just, when you switch from the victim of, I don't have enough knowledge, I don't have enough time, I don't have enough money to taking responsibility for it. Well, once you're in the place of taking responsibility for it, now you can change it. You cannot change it when you're a victim of your time. You cannot Mm -hmm. change it when you're a victim of anything. You're a victim. You're out of control, right? But once you put yourself into control, then you actually have the power to make moves to change it. Then where people get tripped up on is now you also have like failure lives in that zone too. Now you can Mm -hmm. also mess up. Now you can also fall on your face, right? But like- But how you view that mess up- Exactly. It's so, so (laughs) important. The other thing that came to mind when you're talking was this phrase that you and I like sometimes throw at each other is like radical responsibility. And when people are victims of their own time or victims of that not enough narrative that we, that you just touched on, um, it dismisses this 
this need for radical responsibility in whatever position you're in when if you're if you have this goal if you have something that you want to do are you taking radical responsibility to get there and if not that's okay but just like accept what is fact for you like accept how you are choosing to spend your time like i can tell right. i can be honest with everyone listening right now like I have watched more TV shows in the last month than like I typically do. And that's, that's my choice. Like I feel I'm okay with that. Um, I don't always watch this much TV, but I'm not going to play that game where I'm like, well, I'm not getting what I want because I don't have enough time. Like I'm my self-awareness when I'm honest and take a very real look at my time spent. My choice has been to watch more TV in the last month than like most of the year. And that is that's such an important part of being honest and like stripping away these, um, these cushiony feelings that might protect you and make you feel good and just be like, you know what? I have chosen to do this with my time and that's okay. And I like that. And I'm not going to shame myself for that. But if you're not getting to the place you want to be, and if you're not making moves where, you know, you need to make moves, it's important to just have that very real, honest look at yourself and like how you're choosing to spend your time or what decisions you're making that are keeping you from wherever you're trying to go because that radical responsibility will push you to movement and action that I do think is going to provide you the result that you're probably looking for. Um, and so that li- that that movement lives in abundance mindset and it lives in, I think a a big place of honesty with yourself that in general just isn't like our, our natural instinct to peel back and take a hard look at it because we want to just like make excuses sometimes for like how we're spending our time or like even how we spend our money. Like, I think that's, that's a real one with people. Um, I want to be careful how we talk about money because I know everyone is in such a different place. However, people spend their money where they value it. Like your values determine like what you're choosing to spend your money on. And so that's, that's a touchy one, but I do think it's important to say like, am I broke or have I, have I put my values in things that like, that's okay if you value X, Y, and Z, just be honest with yourself. Like, right take a hard look at like how you've actually spent every penny and determine like, did you have enough money for what you wanted to invest in or like put money into this like side hustle or something that you wanted to do? Or did you just choose something else? And that's okay, but it's important to stop and just be real with yourself. And I think I hear your hesitancy that I also share of like talking about money because we both are very privileged and mm-hmm. we didn't, I mean, to my knowledge for you too, like we didn't really, you and I didn't grow up worrying about money. Like, and I know some people grow up or would you say that? Uh, No, I didn't worry about money. I didn't, I didn't feel an abundance of it, but it wasn't a stressor. Right. Same. Yeah. Same. I would agree with that, which is a, to me, a, that that's a privilege to not have yes. like a conscious, like money story that like Correct. money is stressful. Correct. Um, so I think we both have like a privilege in our perspective with that. And we, we both are privileged with money 
to this day. Mm -hmm. So I want to just be careful and say like, I'm not speaking to the person that is not, is being very careful with their money and still cannot like in this today, maybe afford groceries. I'm speaking to the person that buys a $5 Starbucks every day and tells me they don't have enough money to start a side hustle. Like that is, do you really not have enough money or do you choose to spend your money on Starbucks? There's a completely, and again, that's okay. Yeah. Go you off. Do you do Go off with <laughs> your, like, I'm not a Starbucks girl, but let me just tell you, I saw like an ad for their, like, holiday cold foams, which are probably so unhealthy, but they mm-hmm. looked yummy and I wanted to try them. Anyway, side note, it's okay if you want to go spend five to $10 on your Starbucks every day. Literally, it's like eight. Literally to point. 10 to 15 to $20 <sighs> a day on your Starbucks own it. Just own Mm -hmm. it. Because again, that puts you in the position of power. Mm -hmm. When I started changing my responses to, I'm not going to choose to spend my time doing that, or I'm not going to choose to spend my money on that. Like when people would say, do you want to come to this place with me? And it costs this amount of money. Instead of saying, I don't have enough money to do that this month. I literally have changed my response to, I'm not going to choose to spend my like allotted money I have for that this month. And like you just watch how like your life and your beliefs change when you actually start to change those little phrases. I think with social media, like a big one we hear, like you said, is I don't have enough followers. Mm. Or experience. Um, I I don't have enough experience or knowledge. If you are sitting in that, if you are sitting in the belief of I don't have enough X, Y, Z, you don't have your power. Like, mm-hmm. period, you don't have your power. And you've already given up. Like, you've literally already given up because your belief determines your action. And so if you believe mm-hmm. that you don't have enough followers to work in social media or if you believe that you don't have enough experience to start network marketing, you've already written your story. It's the end. You've already right. told yourself, I can't do it. When you completely change those things into, I can grow my following, I can learn. Now look at the opportunity that's just opened up. So, so many people with scarcity mindset and fixed mindset are closing doors of opportunity on themselves because they've they've just already written their story. They've already decided, I can't do it. They've already decided, I don't have the skill, I don't have the time, I don't have the money. And they've written themselves out of beautiful opportunity Mm. in the world of business and with like which one do you want like you have to be mm-hmm. really real with yourself if you're listening to this and you're like ooh i have a fixed mindset or i have a scarcity mindset i think you honestly have to like look yourself in the mirror and ask do you want to change that like yeah do you want to change that because it 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 involves some work it's not like okay tomorrow i'm just going to have a fixed mindset and an abundance mindset like it's literally like going to the gym when you have to operate yeah, it's not comfortable that muscle it's not comfortable no but i think like you have you specifically have done a really really good job for me to change towards specifically the word abundance in my own mindset practices like there's literally enough of everything that i need available like there's enough money to be made. There's enough experience to be found. There's enough knowledge to be learned. Um, there's everything available to me, especially in today's world. Like, are you kidding? Everything is at our fingertips. If you have a phone, if you have a computer and access to Wi-Fi, like you can learn, I would argue almost anything 
at the foundational level of something you want to start, if not Mm -hmm. like level 10, 11, 12, like there's so much content in the world. There's podcasts, there's books. Like I just think knowledge should be the last excuse that we don't have enough of to like start something. So true. And the thing with experience is like that just comes like with go back and listen to messy action if you need to. It's like you just have to start gaining that experience um, to to move forward and 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 grow that muscle because you will start to feel more comfortable in your experience. Like if you're struggling on social media, just keep going and build that muscle. There is so much abundance of experience for you to like live out and pursue and and gain that confidence like it is available and it's just going to take that action one foot in front of the other but Carissa you've done such a good job of helping me rephrase a lot of things like you often say things like when you dot 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 not if you yeah you're oh, really yeah, good at that big that's a really big one that I've changed and again that's just come with practice like that's mm-hmm. a conscious decision I made that didn't just float out of my mouth one day like I really pause and think before I speak about that if you changing if you to win you is mm-hmm. like there's an expectant energy when you say yeah. win you there's something to look forward to there's something to imagine there's something you can like a vision you can put yourself inside of for me I don't know I think all the little word tricks are like huge for me to just and because it's your mind too like right when you talk about the science again like your mind um doesn't actually know I don't want to mess up how <laughs> you can mess the it up. science of this. I can mess it up. <laughs> when you say something in your mind, like your mind doesn't know the difference between reality and what's actually hap- like what's actually happening versus what you're saying in your mind, which is why like manifesting is so powerful. Um, it's not like some mystical woo-woo thing. It's literally science of your brain. Like you're telling your brain or you're imagining like this is the success I have. This is the mindset I have. Like your brain actually believe that's your your brain actually believes that that's true because it's what you're telling yourself. So the way that you naturally start to act towards these different goals you have is going to be different if you're telling yourself you already have it, or if you're telling yourself that you want it, or that it's going to happen. Like your it actually changes your action. Do you mean like speaking something out loud? Instead of just thinking it, like your brain will both. believe what you're it's, speaking. It's both. Yeah. So like when you're imagine, like if you literally close your eyes for five to 10 minutes a day and like play a movie in your head of yourself with everything that you want, like your, your brain as in, as in like the present tense, like it's mm-hmm. already happened. Your brain thinks that that's real. Like you have the power in your mind to actually make things come to life because you're it's kind of like tricking your brain like your brain doesn't mm-hmm. know different from like what's actually happening versus what you're telling it. So when you think about that like the the words that you use, the words that you speak to yourself are so powerful, yeah. like so so powerful. And again, it's it's the muscle of it. Like I don't have to try hard anymore to change my win, my ifs to win. Uh, it just happens now because I've done it so many times mm-hmm. that that's my go-to. That's the new neural firing that happens in my brain is I just know it's when it's going to happen, not if it's going to happen. And I think another like really important piece that 
is probably pretty like difficult and I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but it's always come, this one's always come really naturally for me. And I think it's so important is to, even if something fails or like doesn't happen the way you want it, that that doesn't change your belief that everything you want is still coming. Like mm. that you really view that as just a stepping stone. Um, in where you're going. And if like, you're like, I know this is going to happen. I'm waiting for this to happen. It's I'm expecting this to happen. And then maybe it doesn't happen that that doesn't make you look back and go, oh, I guess I was wrong. Like mm-hmm. I still look back and go, no, I'm I'm still right. Like it's all still happening. It's all still coming. And that's like that abundance piece is like life is happening for me. Everything is happening for me. Yeah. And that's a, that's a huge other piece of abundance is like, what's yours like what's meant for you will always be yours. Like there, mm-hmm. and, and that is something that, I mean, that's like some deep inner work to mm-hmm. believe that, that what's, you can't miss what's, what's yours. Like you have to reach out and grab it, but like yeah. you can't, you can't miss it. Like you, what, what your life is supposed to be is going to happen and, and everything is happening for you. Um, it's that phrase it's, of like, Every you just said it, but every like this is happening for me, not to me. I think is yes. really powerful when I learned that. Like, what I'm going through isn't happening to me, aka falling victim to maybe a trial that you're going through. But this is happening for me because I believe I'm going to sometimes simply just learn something. Like sometimes it's just a lesson. Yeah, but, like that's going to yeah. strengthen your character, and that that is something happening for you. Like that's an end result that is positive. And, you know, I'm not one to be like the silver lining girl that's like, um, over positive about everything I'm going through. Like, I think there's a balance between like being honest with your grief, being honest with, um, hard, hard things that are real for everyone. Um, but yeah, that, that phrase has, been one that I'm trying that's a muscle I'm trying to to flex and work on right now is like this is happening for me not to me and what what about like myself and my character and my beliefs or you know fill in the blank is going to be developed and stronger as a result of this um it keeps me in a place of like believing believing in good believing in more opportunity to come things like that um there's a fine piece. line. Oh, sorry. No, you're okay. Go ahead. <laughs> There's like a fine line between toxic positivity and yes. gratitude and abundance mindset. But I yes. do think it's it's possible. Like it really is possible because it's a belief and a trust in God or the universe, like whatever your belief system is. It's a deep trust in that like you're going to be okay and that yeah. really everything is happening for you. And it's hard to trust that when you never maybe even see the outcome of how something's Mm -hmm. happening for you but like that deep level of trust to know that it still is even if you may never consciously get to witness why is this happening for me like it's so it's so powerful to have that deep trust in God that like this really is happening for me there's this story that I honestly wish I could share in personal detail, but I can't because mm-hmm. it just has to do with some really personal things that Tyler and I went through. Um, but I can still share like we – this was like a couple years ago um, – went through like one of the most stressful situations and times in our 
lives together collectively and individually with, with this experience. And let me freaking tell you, there was not a second of that season that I felt like this was happening for me. Like there was no way it was happening to us. It felt horrible. We, it was so stressful. Like I, it was so stressful. And a year later (laughs) that what we went through actually ended up like immensely serving us in a way I can't even describe. Like Mm. we could not believe a year later going, I can't believe I'm sitting here today looking back saying I'm thankful that happened. Like I, we we were like mind blown by it. We were like, I cannot believe that we're looking at that situation, grateful for it. When Mm. in that moment we were like, why are we going through this? Why is this happening? Like, I wish this wasn't happening. And then a year later we were honestly like fortunate enough to be able to actually see it play out in a way where we got to see like, wow, I'm so thankful that happened. Um, But that experience for both of us had like deeply ingrained this trust of like, actually everything is happening for us. And we believe that now in a way we can't even describe where when we are going through something tough right now, we look at each other and we're like, we have to believe that this is happening for Mm -hmm. us and we don't know why, but it is. And like, it changes the shittiness of a situation it honestly does and it's not toxic positivity it is that trust it's just mm-hmm. that trust that like it's going to be okay it's for us we don't know why but we're going to trust that it's for us and we're going to get through it um and like it that's a better way to live you guys like don't yeah. you want to live that way <laughs> instead of believing that like your life is horrible you don't have enough of anything you can't get where you want to go like that doesn't feel good that doesn't right. feel good. It's a false sense of safety. It's a complete false sense of safety. So and true. like, what are the possibilities of your life when you take risks, put yourself out there? You're not afraid to fall. You know, like you're able to view failing as learning. Yeah. And you don't let it like completely stop you. Like, it's a world of possibility. There's, I think we've taught on this specific example before and it keeps coming to my mind because I think people need practical, and you kind of hit on this with like the basketball thing, but I know when I stop and think about like, okay, is this really going to change like my outcomes if I work on this? And here's what I think is a really good example because this was actually kind of true for me in middle school. I was like always pretty good at math until I hit like one specific subject or year of it. Um, and I was, my grades were just like dropping and it was like, what the heck? Like, I'm honestly like an AB student. This is scary. You know, you put so much pressure on your grades in those years and what a fixed mindset would have, would have said and done and lived in was, I guess I'm not as good at math as I thought I was. Like, this is like the end of my success in math. I'm yeah. going to keep failing and I'm not going to graduate or whatever. Versus a growth mindset, which takes a different action and it literally changes the course of your life or your path in that specific realm. And what I did was get a tutor and I got help. Mm-hmm. And a growth mindset says, I'm not going to stay bad at math or say bad at this subject. I'm going to get help. I'm going to have to study harder. I'm going to have to put in more time and more discipline. And then what happened was I did all that. And then like, I remember 
It was like so cute. My, my next test after all those things were implemented was an A and it was just like for, for middle school Ashton, like that was just a really good example that stuck with me that like I implemented these actions instead of accepting like failure and accepting doom for this, like to switch your your outcome, like, what do I want? I want an A again. And then like, what's my system that I'm going to put in place here to accomplish what that is? Like that takes some effort and it takes switching um, and deciding that like my path isn't this, it's going to be this instead. Um, You will see yourself making choices that lead you to the success you want. And um, those are like, those are situations and actions that we want, like I want for myself to keep repeating because then it becomes more natural and it becomes more instinctive. And like you, you just said, um, the word gratitude earlier in your, in your story. And I think that's one of the things that we, we've always had in our notes about all this is like, if you're struggling with mindset, just practice gratitude. Like it will shift the way that you view your own situations. It'll shift the way that you view your own problems going on. It will kind of reset and reframe that negative part of your brain that's like, oh, I don't have enough this or oh, this is really stressful and I'm sh- I'm short on time again or like I don't have enough money this month like I thought I would. All of that can run rampant in your brain over and over and over because your brain is like, we need to make moves. We've got to protect ourselves like our life's in danger. But to stop and pause and make gratitude a very real part of maybe your weekly or daily habits, I think you'll find that that small practice is actually has huge results in the way that you view yourself and the world around you. And there's, I mean, there's gratitude journals out there, but even just like writing it down or like speaking it or prayer or something like that is going to shift again. And I think produce like physical dopamine and serotonin for your body and your brain to like enjoy. And, um, and I know that that's like a much more common thing that I think people like talk on or post on Instagram and stuff like gratitude can be a big part of their, like, like you said in your 75 soft, right? Like something about, did you put gratitude in yeah. there? Yeah. Um, gratitude. I just put gratitude cause I'm being really flexible with how I'm going to do it. But yeah. like, I'll, I'll write three things I'm grateful for, or if I'm maybe just like sitting out in the sun, like, which is also on my list. And I just like kind of start listing grateful thing, like things yeah. I'm grateful for in my yeah. life. I think like growth and fixed mindset, right? Like something like a practical thing to do would be to write like three affirmations. Like I am capable of learning new things. Mm-hmm. I am a problem solver. Um, I can, succeed in something I don't know how to do yet whatever like affirmations and then gratitude for the abundance piece like literally if you wrote down three affirmations like that and three things you are grateful for each day the way that that would change your mind like holy crap and again it's a freaking muscle you don't do it once and all your mindset problems are solved you know like this is something that takes time it's it's a lifestyle, like not to be cheesy, but like mindset is literally a journey. It's not a destination. It's not something like I, I have learned so much and shifted so much on my mindset and I still need to be reminded by you or Tyler or whoever um, who hold me accountable to that mindset that 
you know, like when I get off track because we're human, like we're human, you're going to have those things come up. It's literally how your body is going to protect you from situations or risk or failure. And um, you need accountability in that. And that's something we wanted to share too is like in changing your mind, it's because it's, it's such a I don't want to say like it's hard because I don't want you to have that view on it like, oh, this is going to be so hard. But like it's something that you do need to be held accountable to because it is um, a habit. And so if this is something that you want to to shift to, um, first, like really being accountable to yourself is so huge to just decide that you're going to have the discipline of switching this, like of, mm-hmm. of, of recognizing when that little flag com- comes up, of hearing – you know, of having the self-awareness when you say, I don't have enough X, Y, Z, or um, I can't do that or whatever, right? Like having that little flag go up. But also for me, I do think like you and Tyler are probably my main two people that like hold me accountable to that and will like very lovingly and gently correct me, like correct my mindset and just say like, well, actually, like, what if it could be this? Or, you know, you're, you're looking at that like really negatively, like, let's talk about that. Like we do that for each other. Tyler and I do that for each other. Um, and finding a safe person that you can do that with, like you can send them this episode and be like, I want to work on this with you. Like, can, (laughs) can you like, do you want to be my accountability buddy (laughs) in this? Um, because it is powerful. Like who you surround yourself with is so important. Like if you, you're you the fifth person of whoever you surround yourself with, right? Like if you surround yourself with four smokers, you'll be the fifth. If you mm-hmm. surround yourself with four athletes, you'll be the fifth, whatever. Like it, your circle matters. And so yeah. if you get your circle, if you're already surrounding yourself with these people, great. If you're not like have those conversations, find people that like, this is what they care about because that's, that's going to become what you care about too. Yeah, definitely. Um, you mentioned like the risks of working on this mindset. And I think, I think that's one of the things that requires you to look inward and ask yourself, like, what's at risk? If I want to address this, if I if I know that I'm someone with a fixed, a negative, uh, a lack mindset, um, what is required for me to work on this? And it's so true. This is just this is just like going to the gym, which this year I've worked really hard at doing, and I did fall off, and I'm going back again. And it's it's the same with mindset. Like I've had seasons of like a lot of consistency with this and being strong, and like I can point to stuff this year talking to Krista and I'm like, honestly, my mindset's just like super crappy about this and I need to like reshift. But what is hard about choosing to work on this is there's like threats there or there's like a lot of risk. People view risk so negatively um, because you can't predict like what the outcome's going to be if you're risking something, if you're investing in something, like you don't know, um, what the outcome is going to be, like how much you're going to get back, how much is going to come back if you start a side hustle, if you start a business or try something new. And, um, I think there's this huge aspect of courage that comes with, um, and bravery that comes with like working on your mindset and honestly being that much more self-aware. Um, if you're a very negative person, I would ask yourself, like, what is behind all this negativity? Like, what is 
at the root of yeah me feeling afraid to actually address or be honest with myself um, in these areas because most of the time I would say I venture to say uh, there's a lot of fear at the bottom of it all like there's just fear there's fear of result there's fear of failure there's fear of success success for people um, and if you want to address that or change that fear or take fear off the front burner and put it on the back burner. Um, (laughs) It's going to require a lot of honesty with yourself. And I think that's to circle back to self-compassion, why we said that at the beginning, like Mm. it's okay to be afraid. Just like say what it is, just speak it out loud. Um, Don't make it more than it is. But I do think sharing in this with someone is so vital because we can get stuck in our own heads. We can feel like we're a bit of an island in our own minds. But when I tell Carissa, this is something that I'm struggling with. This is a mindset issue that I'm having trouble with. I've now spoken it out to someone else. Um, or if I tell Will, like this is, this is an area that I just am not conquering very well. Then I'm opening myself up to let other people speak into me and speak into my situations that we often just can't do on our own unless you know, you're that random unicorn that just like doesn't struggle with this stuff. I do think impossible in the midst of that person doesn't exist. (laughs) It's like, there is a vulnerability aspect that comes with this mindset stuff. Cause you let people into those dark places, those scary places and just revealing, like, I'm honestly just afraid of this. Like Chris and I years ago with business, like I just had very honest conversation about like where my mind was with my photography business. And it was like, I'm honestly just scared of what people think of me. And that was at the very, very bottom of the way I was reacting and responding. And it's like, well, what, like we just pause. I remember being on my couch and like, just breaking it down and being like, no, like, it's not about that. Like what is actually going on? And like that mindset issue, becoming aware of that has shifted dare I say everything for my businesses. Like, yeah, it's not that I'm perfect now and it's not that a, that's not hard for me or an issue for me anymore, but I'm aware of it. Someone else in my life is aware of it. And I feel like my power is back because I've spoken it out loud and I've spoken it with other people and I've addressed it head on. And so it is now losing its power. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's such a different yeah. shift there. And I think that's why we we have to hit on this like idea of accountability with someone because that's when you will actually experience growth instead of trying to do this on your own and like stick to your little bubble and like not let anyone in. You're you're sticking in like a fixed mindset if you're not choosing to like let even just one person in. Find a trusted yeah. person, um, and I think that's where you will start to see immense growth. Right, and like be have a conversation with that person and say like tell like tell them like tell them what's going on tell them you want to be led like you want to do this for each other and I think something else that you and I both do I do this with Tyler I know you do this with Will is like can you just like I'll just tell Tyler like I just want to like share my like messy unfiltered thoughts with you or like you and I will say that and it's you you just like put yourself on this stage of like don't judge me I'm just gonna like say some shit right now and Mm -hmm. it's gonna sound whatever and I just need to say it out loud and you say it out loud and you feel better and then you can move on and kind of work on your mindset but I'm definitely a verbal processor and it helps me to just like get everything out and then I can actually like see what I really believe because your feelings are not facts and like when you have all these feelings and emotions 
in you and you can just say them out loud, bring them to the light, then you're able to actually kind of use your logic brain and be realistic. Okay. Uh, do I actually think that having not a lot of followers is going to stop me from success? No, obviously I can grow following. That's what everybody else does. Like you got to just get your emotions out and then you can actually come back to logic. And as an emotional person, like logic is actually very helpful because it's, it's like grounded. It's true. It's stable. It's an equation. It's factual. Like, you know, your emotions can really take over. Um, as a creative and when you can sit in the logic seat you're you can kind of access your mindset from there I think a little bit easier and and know what is true and what is possible because that's that's what's real like all the other things your fears everything holding you back like that's the emotions that are facts right um so yeah just getting it all out all out good Word vomit, word vomit that mindset situation. Love a little word vomit <laughs> sesh. <laughs> oh man, I literally leave these. Like we'll teach on this stuff, and I'm like, I'm I'm inspired. I'm inspired again. I <laughs> like, know. I, I need know. this stuff for myself all the time. <sighs> okay, so we're probably gonna have a, approximately twenty seven thousand more episodes on mindset. Um, but I think this was a good, just like beginning little little taste of yeah kind of like the the base of where mindset starts I love it this is so good I love it well that's it for now share <laughs> share this episode if you <laughs> found it helpful rate rate us five stars because you love us <laughs> Will just walked into the house and scared me to death Oh, I was like, what just happened on the other end there? Because you, oh, you got We're distracted. Like, Hi, Will. <laughs> I did not love that for us. He never comes in the front door and he just did. And I, it just threw me off. Like, I don't know what we just said for the last 30 minutes. We have seconds. a little guest appearance by Will. It was, I won't lie. It was a very awkward last 30 seconds. And yeah, I wasn't sure if you're, it's okay. I wasn't sure if you're. I was like, like I'm either uh, like getting murdered in real time. It's uh, it's going to be recorded and you were scared to turn around <laughs> or my husband's home. So you were, you were speaking so slowly. I was like, is her audio glitching? Okay? I was really trying to play it cool. <laughs> That's oh so my funny. gosh, the pure panic in my body was lack mindset. <laughs> Ooh, I'm glad you're alive. I'm glad you're okay. And I'm glad it was just Will. <laughs> okay, everyone. Like, subscribe, follow, and share. We love you all. <laughs> See you next week. Bye.